She is the owner of LiveWell Page Life Coaching in Orlando, Florida, where she offers life coaching to female business professionals who want to create life balance, decrease stress, and increase their confidence in work and at home. After receiving a master's degree in health education and behavior from the University of Florida, she went on to work in corporate wellness and population health management for approximately eight years. She's a master certified life coach, certified health coach, and personal trainer. Her passion is seeing women outgrow themselves and break through their limitless potential. Firecrackers, let's welcome Shannon Page. Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. You were brought up in Florida. Yes. So I live in Orlando and I was brought up in Orlando too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, kind of, I mean, really by um, the East Coast. So like Cocoa Beach area. Yeah. So like Disney World and a plethora of children. <laughs> I-, I was going to say like you were. <laughs> so, so if it's not thrown in your face every day. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, yeah. There, I mean, I would say probably this location has the most, like you can't even go on a flight home from a work trip without, you know, 20 kids, 20 million kids with Mickey Mears uh, or Mickey Mouse ears on. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I had, um, when was it? I was coming back from New York to Columbia and I had to make... I had a layover in, in Orlando and this is the first time I'd been in that airport because usually I've been in Disney. I love Disney, <clears throat> but it, it, we usually would fly to Miami and then, you know, take a car and just drive up there. Um, but I remember just, you know, layover in, in Orlando was, it was like, oh my God, it was like munchkin land. All these mm-hmm. kids are running around and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to die. I honestly, because some parents just let them go oh, yeah. lose. Yeah. You know, some parents are just like, yeah, let's kid to whatever it wants. And yep. I can't yeah, imagine. I've had my, <laughs> there was even an article and I don't know if you had saw this, this might even be something to put on the podcast, but um, there was an article, a woman was really mad and she posted all over Facebook that millennial women without kids should not be allowed at Disney world. I don't know if you saw that. Yep. And um, so many people were commenting on there, like, I can't have children. And like, how dare you say something like that? And then other people are saying, listen, I grew up with Disney World and my boyfriend and I go to Disney World like all the time. And never have we left and said, I wish I had a child to go on. (laughs) We're like, oh, good. We don't have to spend triple the cost and <laughs> the presents and the crying. We're like, oh, we can leave when we want to leave. So I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, and I can tell you, I mean, my own experience. I've been to Disney World several times. And the times that I've enjoyed it the most were the most recent ones. But when I was older, 
when I was a kid, uh, I don't really have a like memory. And there's a lot of rights that you can't even go into because you're not, you know, tall enough or you know, yeah, old yeah. enough or whatever. So I, I think Disneyland, I mean, the, the thing I like about Disney is that um, it's entertaining, entertainment and fun for everyone. It's not mm-hmm. only for children. I don't know where right. she got that idea. But yeah, I know. I, I, I saw the article. Saw, everyone okay. commented on it in our community. It was just like, which I don't know. It was just, uh, that's, it's so, you know how this woman was like, you know, childless millennial people should be banned from, uh, from Disney World. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the comments I also heard from our, from our side of the fence was, uh, well, you know, there are parents who take their children to bars or, or mm-hmm. you know, restaurants uh, in the evening on a Saturday evening or whatever, where, you know, adults, couples want to have like a nice meal and they just let them run around like crazy. So if we're going to apply the same logic to the other yeah, side, then you the children shouldn't be, shouldn't be allowed anywhere. Exactly. And anywhere other than Disney World. <laughs> exactly. Like then your child should not be allowed at a restaurant past... 7 p.m. <laughs> exactly. And, and or a bar ever or, you yeah. know, people, I don't know. I don't understand people who take kids to a bar. I think that's weird. Yeah, I've seen that a couple of times. I don't understand it either. But. Yeah. So how about, so, okay, so you grew up in Orlando. You still live there. Yes. And do your friends have children? Yes. Yeah, actually, um, I would say three, two of my friends are pregnant, so they're expecting, and all of my friends have children. So what I did was I created a brunch club because I, I noticed there was a disconnect between women who have children and don't have children. And particularly, it's kind of in your 30s, getting into your 40s where it starts splitting off. So yes, you still love your friends and everything, but at the same time, the interests are different. So it's almost like one person who has kids, they'll start joining and, and meeting up and they have a lot more in common with other people who have children, which makes total sense. But then it causes a disconnect in where the people who do not have kids, they feel left out. So I created a, bar- a brunch club, um, which anyone with kids can attend to. But interestingly enough, everyone who attends does not have children. And I have like eight or nine women who attend every month. And we just talk about a topic, um, either a health-related topic, life coaching-related topic every month. And I mean, it's great. And it, and I even when I launched the brunch club, I would have women reach out to me and and say you know, like, I just don't have friends. And I need to, you know, find a group of people who are like me that I can make friends with a community, so to speak. So there and there is a disconnect there. There absolutely is a disconnect um, between that because and it's at no fault of anyone's. It's just that once your interests change, and your circumstances change in your family life, then people grow apart. And you have to find people that have the same goals and ambitions as you. And then you want to surround yourself with those people. So that's why I created that. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Brunch is my favorite meal ever. Like I would just brunch all day long. Uh, I love it. (laughs) I brunch every day. (laughs) Yeah, brunch every day, all day long. That's all I would do. Um, Breakfast food is the best. I mean, Um, but... 
I want to hear more about that because, you know, it's interesting how you mention uh, that you've been, re- people have reached out to you saying, I, I don't have any friends. And it does happen. I mean, I think as you grow up, you grow old, uh, old mm-hmm. up. I don't know. I, we're not old, but as you, years go older. by. <laughs> yeah, older. <laughs> um, you start, uh, you know, you realize, okay, the friends that I had from, I don't know, high school or university or whatever, college, uh, they start having different interests. And like, and like you said, like I have friends who have kids and they don't even invite me anymore to their gatherings because all they do is talk about kids and school Mm -hmm. and diapers and things that I cannot relate to. Um, so it gets really hard to find like-minded people, especially in your meet, I mean, in meet 30. So, um, that's a really good idea. Do you do that like every month or every week? How does it work? It's every month. Yep. We have it every month. Um, and with the holidays coming up, we've canceled two months in a row, but it, it just started and I didn't, the reason I decided to start it in the first place, because I truly felt like the area that I live in, like when when I moved from like Cocoa Beach area to Orlando, I, it was, I was just feeling like everyone was having kids around me. And I'm like, man, this isn't really my thing. And will this catch on down the road? It hasn't yet. And so I, I was hearing women basically saying like, I don't, I don't have friends. I feel kind of lonely and especially single women. And I'm like, whoa, we need to find like a community for everyone like this. And yes, everyone, we won't exclude people. I mean, aside from men, because it's a women thing, but (laughs) God bless them. But yeah, (laughs) we we won't include anyone, but the women who are drawn to this type of thing, like brunch club are women who really need that community and need that support. Um, and there's married women, single women in the group. So it, it doesn't matter who they are. But it, yeah, ironically enough, none of them have children. So well, yeah. it makes sense it because, makes sense. yeah, because sense. if yeah. you want to go to brunch and you're a mother, you need to take your kid with you, basically. It's a time mm-hmm. when mothers are like, yep, you know, weekends. And I guess you do brunch, what, Sundays? Is it a Sunday that you? Yeah, it's on Sunday. Sunday uh-huh. mimosas. Yeah, that's like the the kid day. That's a family time when you have um, children. You have to spend time mm-hmm. with them, you know. So, mm-hmm. but I think that that's a really good idea. And you know what? I feel that um, I can relate to that in the sense that I live in a big city, but it's it gets really hard to find women like me who are single uh, for mm-hmm. once because most of them are married and and mainly child free. I most of them either have kids or want to have kids. So, you know, I, I can actually take notes from that and maybe do a, a brunch club in Colombia and have like a chapter down here. Yeah, <laughs> it would probably be really good. And um, it's interesting you say that too, like in a big, in a bigger type city. I consider Orlando, the demographics of Orlando to me, I don't really consider it a big city, but my best friend lives in New York City. And it's interesting because it's not like that there. Like they don't think she, it's totally normal to, to be 40 and not want kids and not have kids and be single. And so when she, we grew up together down here and it's really funny. She's been up there for eight years 
And when she comes down to visit her family, she's like, oh my gosh, this is weird. Everyone's settled down. I don't understand this. And so it's also the location that we live in too. I know further south, it's very much like this. You have to be settled at this point and you have to have you have to be married and do this and do that. And it's not, if you were to go to New York City, it's not that way. It's crazy. So um, yeah, it's really interesting, the location as well. I think yeah. it makes a really big difference. Ah, for sure. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I think um, for specifically Florida and specifically the South of Florida, it's very Latinx. It's very, mm-hmm. you know, Latino community. Miami, you only hear people talking Spanish in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Orlando's the same. Yeah. Okay. So um, Latin, Latin communities are, are usually very conservative in, in that sense. You know, you have to settle down, mm-hmm. find a man, uh, have children. And you don't question that, basically. So <clears throat> it does make sense. And I have a, a few friends who live in Miami and they all are married and have at least two, two kids and, you know, mm-hmm. I completely understand where you're coming from. And I personally like uh, the idea of living in New York better than living in Miami. Uh, um, but you know what, Colombia, I mean, I live, well, Cali is the, the city that I'm from and there's uh, 4 million inhabitants here. So it's not, it's a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there before. Oh, you have? I have, Yep. Why? That's awesome. You're the first person in my podcast who's yeah. like, I've been down in Cali. We're like, Not yeah. I, I want to know all about it. Yeah, I went down to volunteer, but I didn't go to Cali. I went to Hamundi, which was kind of close by. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, it was pretty close by, but I, I just love the coffee. That's the only place I can drink coffee black. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Do you know so something I'm, funny? I hate coffee. Oh, <laughs> I, you I do? Oh, never, really? ever drink coffee. And people are like, that's weird. Because you're Colombian. You're oh weird. my gosh, I know. Oh, I love coffee. Yeah, I, I never... This We're getting totally off topic. But I when I went there, um, I always put... Basically, I would have my cream with my coffee. So I would get, I would drink probably half of my cup of coffee was with cream. And when I came back from Colombia, I didn't drink any cream in it or sugar. That's how good it was to me. It was, oh my gosh, I love the coffee. Now that's the only type of coffee I drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah. So you've been here. That's great. So you know that the city is big. Mm-hmm. Um, still very conservative though. But I wish there were more people. I, th- I think there are. There has to be more people like me here. It's just so hard to find them, you know. There are. There yeah. are. You're listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. So tell me a little bit more about you in in terms of um what you've done because i know you have let me just check my notes here you're a goal getter um and you want to make a difference in the world so you became a mindset coach right mm-hmm. yeah so uh, i want to hear more about that story yeah so i previously to that i um was working for corporate wellness um, so basically what we would do is have on-site health centers, on-site fitness centers at corporations. 
And I was also a personal trainer and teaching group fitness there. And then I would create wellness programs for to improve the health. And women would constantly come in and we just talk. And so I'd hear an array of things that were going on with them, an array of issues that they were trying to work through. And so what, over time, I was like, man, I think that I want to do this. I want to start coaching people. So I didn't decide to do that right away. And what kind of fueled me to start my own business and start becoming a mindset coach is that I was not happy and my current job and I had someone tell me I was talking to someone about it. And they told me one of my friends and they said, Well, Shannon, that's just the way life is like no one really actually loves their job. And I thought to myself, that's total crap. That's I was bullshit. so mad. I was going to say that's bullshit. I don't know if that's allowed on here. Uh, that's bullshit. I was like, that is total bullshit. I walked out of the restaurant and I was really pissed. Like I don't, and I don't get mad. I'm pretty easy. I can take a lot, but that just kind of fueled my desire to do it more. Um, you know, when someone tells you not to do something and you're like, watch me, I'm going to do it anyways. So I had to, it's almost like this. I had to prove someone wrong to prove, Hey, you can be happy in your career that you choose, whether you want to work for a corporation, whether you want to be an entrepreneur. So that's what's kickstarted me to do that. And then I found through my development of my business that I really love goal-oriented female business professionals because I self-identify as that as well. And I know like I've been there and I don't teach people the things that I've never gone through. So I love seeing women want to succeed and really step out of what a social norm is and take control of their life and do things that they love regardless of what anyone else says. That is the most fulfilling thing to me is seeing a woman, someone telling a woman, you can't, you shouldn't do that because of ABC and them saying, I don't care. I'm doing it anyways. And that's always the personality. Like my parents always said that I'm, I've always just done what I wanted <laughs> regardless. And I, I think there's a lot of power in that because too often, especially through our society, it's getting better, but it hasn't caught up yet. Um, and the, our history that we have been I'm told what to do. And everyone thinks I, we get raised to, to be taught you, you're be a good girl, be told, you know, whatever you're told, be a good girl, then you won't get reprimanded, be good to your husband or be good to your parents or whatever the case is. And I just, and then, you know, when you think of men, they, it is not that way with them. It's like, be a man, take control, this and that. That's great and all, but a woman has just as much control as a man. So once I get on this topic, I'm like, <laughs> it really makes me mad. But um, I think that our society is really, I what's happening is to me, I feel like it's not as much an anomaly anymore being child-free but our culture and society hasn't actually caught up with us yet. Um, because I know, like you said before, you constantly get asked, I, I constantly, constantly get asked, well, when are you going to have kids? When are like, what, when do you want to have children? I'm like, 
dude, I consider my family. I'm so incredibly happy. And I have a boyfriend and a chihuahua and I am so fulfilled and happy and my career and what I'm doing with my life right now. Like I don't need to rush or go on anyone else's standards, but my own because of my happiness. And they're not the one going to be living with a child or, uh, or whatever they're trying to push on you. So that, I mean, to me, over time, I'm hoping that society will catch up, but it's just not there yet. Yeah, it's no, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I wouldn't call being childhood an anomaly. Um, I mean, that word, th- this is the thing, you know, we're so programmed to think you're not normal because you want to have children. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it is more common for women, especially women, to voice it without being scared to say, mm-hmm. I don't want to have children because men can say, you know, for a long time, you know, men are like, oh, I don't want to have children. And then you have, you see the, you know, the silver fox in the fifties and the man's like, ah, the bachelor, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that can have whichever women he wants because he's so free. Uh, but right. women, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just reminded me of something when I was a kid, I've always been very headstrong and really independent. And I used to be, uh, I, I was like that since I was very, very young. And I would drive my mom nuts. And I remember she told me at some point, and several times I heard from her, it's like you were a boy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like you just mentioned, exactly what you just mentioned. I was like, I was not acting like a, a normal girl would have, you know, quote, unquote, normal girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being all uh, quiet and sitting down and, you know, paying attention and, and being nice and, and not saying bad words or, you know, whatever, not making a mess of life, quote, unquote, mess of life. Um, I would just be, I would just do whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted to when I was a kid. And and she said to me <laughs> several times, like, you were a boy. And then one time she said, if you had been a boy and you were that headstrong and I would just, I would, I would have died basically, you know, in the sense that, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to handle you. She couldn't handle me as a girl. And, and she but thought how maybe, liberating is that? I mean, I know that your, your parents probably aren't saying, or your mom's not saying that. But for me specifically, I, I um, obeyed. I was, I was a good girl. Like I was taught to be a good girl. I was a good girl. And I never spoke up. And I did whatever anyone told me. I tried to play the role as the girlfriend. Like I was in relationships that you would consider verbally abusive. Like it was, it was bad. And it got to the point where I, I think it was, it was my mid twenties. And I was like, enough is enough. I'm not doing that. I'm not acting like myself. And I, I wore a mask for, I mean, my entire life up to like 25, 26 And then I finally broke free and was like, okay, that's not who I am. I'm going to speak my mind and speak my truth. I'm not going to be a chameleon and fit into what people think I should be anymore. And and I'm just, you just feel lighter. (laughs) I don't know whatever, what other way to describe it, but but lighter um, is is what I felt in that moment. And it's just ever since I kind of just speak my mind and people who love me, love me and people who don't like what I say, whatever, they, they're not my people. So. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, but it's, it's funny because 
to me, it was the other way around. I used to be very outspoken and very authentic when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And then as a teenager, I also, I, I always say I, I was horrible as a teenager, but it wasn't horrible in the sense that I wasn't living the life that I wanted to live. I was just so authentic in my way that my mom it drove her crazy because mm-hmm. I wasn't the girl, the little princess that she thought, you know, I should be, you know what I mean? I wasn't. And then when I hit my twenties, that's when I started wearing the mask. That's when I started pleasing oh. everyone around me. That's when I started. So mm-hmm. it, I, I shifted to the other side and I started to try and live a life that wasn't mine in the sense that it's not, it wasn't the life that I wanted. And it took me about 10 years to get out of that mindset mm-hmm. um, and then go back to who I am really and what I want and not really give a rat's ass about what people think. Right. And it's, yeah. And that's really interesting because sometimes when we, we change like that, it's because of an event. Like for example, for me going the other way was an event like a, was a really negative event with um, someone that I was dating. And with that event, like came, you know, from that point, I said, I will never allow someone to not see the real me. And I'll never allow someone to treat me that way again. And then I changed, I changed for the better because of that event. So I'm curious, like if there was an event you know, in your circumstance too, if, if some event happened and sometimes we don't know because it's in our subconscious mind and we're masking it and, you know, with whatever's happening, a lot, so many events happen to us all the time and they, they drive our beliefs and our beliefs drive our behaviors. So whatever our belief is about ourselves at that time, that's how we're acting. And it's just, um, we just change so much in our lifetime based yeah. on our experiences. Absolutely. No, in my case, the two shifts. So the shift from the real me to the me that I thought people wanted to see something happen there. Then I recall it very clearly. And and on the other the other way around as well. And to me, the, the final uh, straw was uh, back in 2017. So only a couple of years ago. And I just, it kind of like was in the end of the process. And, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm really just gonna. My affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to do my life the way I want to do it. Because I'm the person who's going to live my own life. Nobody else is going to live my life for me. Yes. So fuck yes. it. And I just let go of yes. everything that I thought I wanted because not that I thought, that I thought people wanted me to mm-hmm. want, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I also was in a relationship. Uh, actually, my relationship ended in 2017 uh, with a very boring individual. Um, I can't describe him any other way. Like he's, I'm, I don't have any hard feelings for him, but he's so boring. He's so boring. He's so spiritually boring. Um, he wanted to have the, you know, the, uh, what's the boring life. I, I call it the boring life, but I was, I'm just going to say the, um, I know what you're saying. Yeah. He wanted to have <laughs> yeah. the, the house, the picket fence, the car, the kids, the, the whole right. thing. And I was, I was on board with all of that, even though mm-hmm. I didn't want to, you know, I was like, this is the thing that I have to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I broke up with him, I was like, oh my God, thank God. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm happy that you made that decision because you would have just been so restless, especially the way you describe it now. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, w- I would have been so unhappy, so mm-hmm. unhappy, you know, I'm feeling that I'm living somebody else's life, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know how some women do it because I, I've heard women say, uh, they did not want to have children. They did not want to get married. They did it because they thought it was, you know, the, the normal thing to do. The, next the right thing to, to do. Uh, I don't know how they do it, you know, to, to stay in that life that they didn't want for themselves, really, you mm-hmm. know? Well, and it's really interesting when we talk about women doing the things that they actually want. The only emotion I really can think of to describe that is because full transparency, I even feel like that every now and then too, is like a sense of guilt, you know, like you, and it's something sometimes you wake up in the morning and you feel almost that sense of guilt. And then you have to bring yourself back. Okay. Why am I feeling this way? Because of however other people think of me, how even like your boss or someone, and everyone's asking you when you're going to have kids. And it's like, why are we feeling this sense of guilt? And something that we want to do for ourselves. I mean, even the definition of guilt is taking responsibility for something that's like offensive or taking responsibility for a crime or doing something wrong. And like, are we really committing a crime or (laughs) or doing something wrong if we make that decision? And that's, I think, and you can even tell when, when you talk to women and how some women, their body language, and they're asked, um, oh, do you want to have kids? Oh, well, I don't know yet. It's not even a straight answer sometimes. Oh, I'm still thinking about it. I don't know yet. And it's because of that underlying guilt or even shame that, you know, they might be feeling about that. And that's, that's not okay to feel that way when it's your body and when it's your life. That's just not okay. Um, and so I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that in the future, like that, that's why I say I'm hoping that society will somehow conform because it's still stuck in old ways. And what's happened is because I work specifically with female business professionals on work-life balance. So I do have a lot of clients who have kids. Um, but in particular, they're usually really ambitious have a lot of goals and they have a lot on their plate and they're trying to balance everything. And so I help them with that. But a lot of what comes up too is that they're so career oriented, but at the same time, they're still taking the full-time role at home. And so, yeah, back then we were not career oriented and we took on full-time work at home, but nothing has offset. So now, because women want to be, which is great, you know, we do have more rights to be more career oriented, but I mean, a lot of studies are still showing that the weight still holds in the household too. And it's like, it's just pressure that everyone's feeling all around. And so my thing is, Hey, listen, it's not wrong And it's not shameful if you decide you want to be more ambitious in your career and you don't want to have kids. It's your life. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. And um, it's just sad that, that people take on the shame and the guilt for that. And it's just, it's not okay. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. And uh, yeah, I mean, guilt and shame are, are just, 
there's just so much to talk about guilt and shame. <laughs> so much. But uh, I would suggest if you want to see uh, the funny side, and this also goes to my audience, of, of what it is, you know, that shame, how it works on us. Have, uh, there's this uh, show on Netflix called Big Mouth. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. It's an animated uh, show okay. and it's, uh, it has very good uh, actors, voice actors in it. And I, I really like urge you to watch it until at least the second season. And you can, it's funny. It's really funny because you're like, oh my God, yes, yes. And you can relate to that in so many ways. And they specifically talks about, um, you know, how kids in their puberty start, you know, going through all these changes and whatnot. And, and then the shame, mm-hmm. the shame wizard appears. <laughs> shame wizard. <It's> so <laughs> funny. But yeah, no, the shame and guilt are definitely two, two very big topics in, in, in why people in general, but especially women, make the decisions that we make, even though they go against uh, everything that we believe in or the things that we want. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, well, Shannon, unfortunately, we're running out of time. It was such a pleasure to have you here. Before I let you go, is there anything else you would like to add? Yes, I would like to add that I have a new program launch that's happening. Um, it's called my Busy at Balance program. BY, I call it the BYB program. It's for female business professionals, ambitious women who are looking for life balance and decreased stress level, decreased guilt to do the things that they want to do. Um, and so my enrollments uh, for January will be starting um, soon. So. I'm looking forward to that. And um, I really, really want to say thank you. I love what you're doing. I love your mission. And creating this community is so important, especially in today's world. Thank you so much. So uh, guys, I'm going to leave you uh, in the description of this episode, all of Shannon's links to her website and uh, to her course um, and her social media as well. So you can follow her. And uh, well, thanks again for your time. It was a pleasure having you here. Thank you. You as well. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, Continue fueling your inner fire.